right. Hello, everybody. Uh, Mike and Andy here. So glad that you're with us. And uh, and Andy and I uh, spent a week together at uh, Forest Home Family Camp um, with our families. And, uh, and and Andy was kind of exalting in his rock star status up there. It was very, <laughs> very annoying. Um, yeah, among among the among Christians, so all the non Christians out there, like Forest Home Family Camp. Yeah, it was. It, it's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's in the mountains, and your kids do stuff, and there's some free babysitting, and and our, our family's been doing it like 13 years. But um, it it was uh, it was fun. But before I left, Andy. Um, uh, I, I caused a small, a, a, like a tiny, tiny uh, kerfuffle or a ripple uh, in uh, the social a, sphere. <laughs> a uh, a bit of a, a controversy. Um, a a, a uh, we we the, there was a bit of a dust up, if you will, uh, on um, on uh, social media and and um, and in being in uh, at Forest Home last week, we didn't have solid internet access, so. So it was interesting to to kind of sit in the responses for 24 hours and then go for a week and then <laughs> and then come back and see uh, how uh, how the uh, commentary had devolved. So this is uh, Lord willing, unless well, who knows? Um, uh, we we want to we want to take this episode and we want to talk about pastors and politics and and I want to talk about uh, what I wrote, but I'm more interested in talking about the response to what I wrote. And, and and I think there's some really interesting uh, interesting things uh, that were said in the midst of this discussion. So so I I, uh, I kind of cranked out in uh, on Friday uh, two Fridays ago. We're recording this on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, a dear world and, and world is the operative term there, not dear church, but we'll get to that. I said myself and many of my fellow Christians are adamantly opposed to Donald Trump and what he stands for. He does not speak for us, all caps. And and the reason I said it that way was he had been um, in his uh, his acceptance speech talking about who he was going to speak for. And uh, I said, I simply cannot in good conscience vote for someone whose platform appeals to our basest fears. And this was in response to the speech mm-hmm. he had given about him being the law and order candidate. The day before he takes office, there'll be it's chaos. The day after, it'll be order. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, you would think, I continue, that uh, following a rabbi who conquered death, would cause Christians to be the least afraid people on the planet and the last ones to be taken in by fear. I am ashamed of Trump's boast that evangelical Christians are a large part of his success. Instead of, this was multiple tweets, by the way, instead of uh, political activism based on faith, hope, and love, many of my brothers and sisters have opted for fear, threat, and scarcity. Um, I have never, ever publicly stood for or against a candidate but evangelicalism's wholesale embrace of Trump demands countering voices. That is a that is the that's what's driving this. We lose the ability to speak the reality of hope into the world when the world sees us so fearfully and viciously, I misspelled viciously, <laughs> protect our comfort, security, and wealth and compromise our conviction simply because some say Trump is the lesser of two evils. So that that all went out on a Friday. And um 
And and then and then some responses uh, started to come in, and and it was it, it was really interesting. I, mean, I don't know how many comments we ended up at, but but the the conversation I think is really a really good backdrop to make some some points. So I hope it's not too uh, indulgent to kind of go into this. I'm not trying to defend um, uh, what I was uh, saying, but obviously social media isn't a place for nuance, and there was no nuance in my my statement originally, and there were there was no nuance in a lot of the responses that mm-hmm. came back. So I, I think it's interesting to get into nuance in this context, yeah. um, in uh, and um, and see kind of where we go. So first of all, you always get you always get some you always get a, some squirrely like insults. So I thought these were the, these were the choicest insults that that came my way as a result. <laughs> uh, Mike Erie, right or wrong, and I think you are the latter. You have wandered away from the pulpit and ended up at a podium. The former of which is your true calling. Go back there and leave it to men that are gifted in their calling at the podium as you are in yours in the pulpit. Now, so far, okay. Uh, but then there was this. Or in Long Islandese, knock that shit off and shut your pie hole. Get back in the pulpit for I come up there and knock you into the middle of next week. <laughs> so, so thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. I've totally reconsidered. You're right. Oh, so so that was one. Um, here's another one. What a joke! Keep your earring pierced pig nose out of the political arena. <laughs> so it's just a couple of clarifying statements. First of all, I don't have an earring in my nose, and, and second of all, um, I have a very pointy nose. It's it's the exact opposite of a pig nose. So. Mm. I mean, I got the general thrust of what you were saying, but I just wanted to make sure we were clear on the details. Mm. Um, uh, when Mike says things like this uh, and provides no examples to support his opinion, uh, it comes across as childish and shock jockey-ish uh, and truly unhelpful. Um, uh, tr- wow. Try to edit your responses of unnecessary material before attempting to impress us with your insight. The evidence that you are a nincompoop will still be available to readers, but they will uh, be able to access it ever more rapidly. Okay, so mm. I, I had no idea how to spell income poop, and I, I learned. Uh, and then this one, get a grip, Mike, you jumped the shark, buddy. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. so... So, yeah. so my, my favorite and shortest, Michael, it kind of goes along with like the shortest verse in the Bible was just chill, Mike. Chill, Mike. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so maybe all of these people are right. Let's just admit that um, I'm a total loser and uh, I should not have opened my big pig snout. But I did. And so I, I want to go through uh, some of the very interesting responses. Um, and so the, and they're grouped. I grouped them. I went through entire, I went through the entire thread and it was, it took like two hours. Um <laughs> And so they were, but, but they were interesting replies. So, so the first one um, was stick to preaching, buddy. So we've already we've already got a glimpse of that one. So, so here's some comments. Um, and, and this one was quite. This was quite. Uh, lot, lots of people felt this. Uh, As a pastor and a preacher of the gospel, you would think it would be prudent to not post such divisive things. Our country is broken. Your words mean a lot to people. This only fuels the fire for separation. All right, so that was one comment. Another comment, nothing pisses me off more than someone who's been given a platform to spread the gospel and uses it for political rhetoric. Absolutely shameful. I've lost all respect for you. If you want to talk about the election on your platform, talk about how God is in control no matter the outcome. Again, why now? Why never before? Does it make what uh, does it make any sense whatsoever ever? 
Number three, the body of Christ should not use the public microphone to endorse, denounce, or otherwise publicize political issues or politicians. This one starts nice. Uh, you were one of the finest preachers I've ever had the privilege to listen to, a true biblical scholar, but at the risk of offending you, I must say it's disappointing to hear you use your platform reserved for preaching the good news to advance, all caps, your personal political agenda. Uh, you are entitled to your viewpoint, but politics has no business in the pulpit. I think you owe us an apology. Uh, the body of Christ should not use public microphone. Oh, I already did that one. And then, and then number six, um, the reason people tell you to stick to pre preaching is they likely feel commonality when you exposit the word, yet you break that fellowship when you venture into political opinion. Some people with the same political opinions are predisposed to love you more. Seriously, I wonder if you pulled those applauding your most recent political posts if they weren't already independents, libertarians, estranged Democrat Bernie followers. Some people are hurt by your attitudes because, in essence, you said all you people who believe X are completely wrong, maybe not in words but tone. And this is, uh, and this causes you to be loved by seekers and a segment of the Christian body who said, hooray, Mike's on our side, while you completely alienate the other part of the body. So, um, so here you go. All right. So, so first one is stick to preaching. Now, now uh, it's a great, and I would love to. By the way, I totally agree. I would love to take my pig, earring pierced pig snout back to preaching. Absolutely. Uh, and I would be glad to do so if other pig snouted, earring wearing Christians had not jumped so all in on the Donald Trump gospel train saying this man is God's candidate. Uh, we, there was a really respected theologian that came out and said, this is voting for Trump is a morally good choice, ethically good choice. Yep. Wayne Grudem is his name. So that made an appearance. Oh, look at, look at, look at, look at, here's, here's this guy saying that Trump's okay. Um, and, and so, so yes, I, I don't want to divide. I love building wells, not building fences. We talk a lot about that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like, um, there's a double standard here that needs to be pointed out. And it's the following double standard. No, And so I asked the people who are saying this, stick to politics. I was asking them, hey, did you say the same thing to the pastors and Christian leaders who came out in support of Trump? Did you say the same thing to them? Did you yell at them and did you fuss at them to keep their meddlesome noses out of politics? Pie holes. Pie holes. And, and, and so one person, I wrote that to, one person said, well, bringing religion into the opinion is what makes it different, right, than merely a personal opinion. So I was I was making a, a speaking as a Christian and a pastor, mm -hmm. and so I, I wrote. So did you object when other evangelical leaders and pastors came out in support of Trump, bringing their religion into it? And and this person wrote no because that party supports more of my beliefs than the other candidate, so I did not object. To which I said, so only those pastors and leaders who support your political opinions are allowed to bring religion into it. So let me get this straight. Nobody had a problem when evangelical Christians were marching out saying, hey, he, he's a baby Christian, you know, like, like, like <laughs> the timing on that's so interesting. Um, um, uh, he's God's candidate. We're pray I mean, we're totally co-opting. Uh, Christianity to support the the Trump presidency and candidacy or whatever, but but if an evangelical Christian comes out and says, "Hey, hey, hey, 
hey, the world, remember, this is to the church. Dear world, the world needs to know that we're all not in support of this guy. Then it's, it's budding into politics. I just find that so unbelievably hypocritical. I can hardly even stand it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so these, a lot of these folks, and I don't know the answers to, to all of them, but a lot of these folks are saying, listen, this is divisive. And, 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 and I just want to say, Hey, as long as you're saying it to the other Christian leaders on the other side, fantastic, fantastic. I wish we'd all go away. And I think one of the most horrific things we've ever done in American Christianity is to get involved in politics as a Christian uh, interest group. I absolutely agree. We need to repent of that, get the heck out of there, speak as individual Christians, but not as churches, as whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I couldn't agree more with the critique, but the hypocrisy of it. I'm cool when Christians come out in support of my candidate, but I'm not cool when Christians come out against my candidate. To them, I say, stick to politics. Yeah. Or excuse me, stick to preaching. Yeah. And I just go... Come on, are you serious? That's the part that drives me nuts. It's not, listen, the, I'm, not, I'm not telling people how to vote here. I'm saying I, in good conscience, cannot do this. And it seems like this is a fear-based campaign that many evangelicals, generically speaking, are buying into. Mm -hmm. And because so many, quote, evangelical leaders have come out in support, there have to be countering voices. Mm-hmm. That say, hey, we're not a monolithic block, right? And you were, and you were also sp speaking for folks who have spoken up to you in alignment with your opinion. I mean, you started that with yeah, the first he, statement here's saying, the "Dear problem. world." But here's the problem: the the cost in the evangelical community. Like, I, I had several people either text or Facebook message me or um, or email me saying, "Hey, I love that, but I could never say that publicly." because I would get killed. And you just go, well, maybe our idolatry is showing, right? Yeah. If, if, if Christian ministers are afraid of calling out um, this, this, this seemingly unequivocal support of Donald Trump for fear of the punishment of the evangelical community, well, then perhaps we're not as holy and sanctimonious as we think. Hmm. And perhaps we deserve to be called on the carpet. So, so I, I just go, well, okay, so, so stick to preaching. I mean, I have all kinds of response to that. Preaching is political, right. first of all. And right. we talk about this in Jesus and Politics series. Preaching should transcend parties, no question about it. Um, um, and so we'll get to, well, how come you're not critiquing Hillary and, and, uh, and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that in a second. But, but I, I do think this, that, that Jesus is Lord is the most politically charged statement that's ever been uttered by a world religion. For sure. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling if, if there were no, if the, if the weight of the conservative evangelical establishment had not come so resoundingly out publicly, loudly, and in favor of this guy, I'd have kept my big old pie hole shot, right? But, you know, it, when I'm hearing from, well, we'll get to that in a moment. When I'm hearing from people outside of our tribe, how absurd this makes Christians look, that matters to me. And I just think there have to be voices that balance this unfortunately you know i chose to be one of them so uh, it's it's just like it this bugs so bad like oh i'm boy. so bugged by oh this because it's like easy now the like hold on like, the brown eyes are are flaring because like a a a 
a, conser- a conservative Christian that's bothered by what you said is fully contradicting the whole concept of religious liberty and liberty on its own anyhow. Like, hey, you're a pastor. You shouldn't be allowed to have this opinion in the social sphere, even though that's exactly what freedom of speech is all about. Right. It's like, so so what? So I need to listen to the mob that's telling me I'm not allowed to say anything because I'm supposed to be a pastor and be above, quote unquote, reproach of politics. Well, so I can't like that to me is just another double standard. Right. Yes. And and, and yes, we honor the IRS. And yeah. the, 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 the idea that we're not promoting um, a certain candidate. But I also just think... Um, well, we're talking... The thing is, we're talking about the issue, though. Like, that, we're talking... That's what I'm hoping. It's yeah. not a Trump-specific no, thing. No, it's not. It's... Yeah, it's this person. It's like the issue that's following this candidate. And we're yes. talking at that because of the culture that's starting to Correct. gather and say, Correct. yes, we're about this. We're about this. That's, we're about this. That's it. And we're having the conversation that, like, Jesus, we don't really think that Jesus would be about this. Right. So, so here's the second, here's the second great, um, double standard. So I heard this a lot. We're not voting for a pastor, freaking pig snout Erie. We're not voting for a pastor. Everyone's flawed. God uses flawed people. So shut your pie hole. Um, and so here's some, here's some great, here's some great, you know, sorry, but we're not voting in a religious leader. We're voting in a president and head of our government. Trump may not be standard the standard for moral character but he isn't the lesser of two evils he isn't evil at all his policies and beliefs for running the country align with christians and he does not seek to suppress remove or attack christianity in this country the democratic party does if you can't see from the laws enacted in this state alone when the democratic party hopes what the democratic party hopes to do in religious freedoms and i'm actually saddened for you trump is gaining the christian vote because though he might not be one of us he stands with us on top of that, you can't get more morally centered for a politician than Mike Pence. The guy's rock solid. So please remember, we're not voting in the next pastor. We're electing a president. Um, and uh, and then here's a good one. When I talked about the basest fears, um, just what are the basest fears you refer to? And if your conscience won't allow you to vote for someone whose platform is in conflict with yours, does that mean you're voting for the lying, cheating, dishonest candidate who belongs in prison based on FBI reports? All right. So, so. And, and this, I mean, I mean, I, this was, I could have pulled, you know, like 40 comments that say, you know, very similar things. Right. God can use anyone. God uses sinful people. But here's, here is, here is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy is, uh, wh- what did we just describe about Hillary? Um, lying, cheating, dishonest, mm-hmm. who, who, who should be in prison. So we've just said her character matters for office. But when it comes to Trump, his character's irrelevant. It's about his policies. Hmm. So, so, so the double standard is you can't say character matters and that the Republican Party has been the party of character. Because isn't that how we got after Bill Clinton, right? And how disgusting that guy is. And, uh, and, you know, and, and the cheating and the, and the manipulating and the lying of Hillary and, and the, the scandal of the emails. And she's just, her character, she's so freaking corrupt. And at the same time, then say, hey, we're not voting for a pastor, guys. We're not voting for a pastor. Freaking eerie, just <laughs> shut your yap. We're not voting for a pastor. We're voting for a politician. And freaking whitewash the serial, adulterer, greedy, narcissistic. You know, I mean, I mean, the, he's insulted disabled reporters. And he's, he's demeaned women in public television. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the part that drives me nuts. Oh, character matters. Character matters. Hillary's corrupt. But when it comes to this guy, 
okay, <laughs> we're not electing a president. God can use flawed people, flawed people, right? Right. It's just absolutely nuts. And and this 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 conservative theologian Wayne Grudem, who I totally disagree with on so many other issues, comes out and it's essentially uh, he says Trump is a good but flawed candidate. And I just go, ah, okay, on what basis, on what moral basis are you saying this? Right. Right? So is it the 3,500 lawsuits? Is it is it the scam that Trump University turns out to be? Is it the huckster that Trump uh, has been shown to be that the people... I mean, and again, vote for him. Great. If you think it's the lesser of two people, fan, I'm not saying how to vote. I'm just saying, look at the nature of the discourse. People see Christians wedded to conservative, to conservative, conservative republics to such a degree that we are willing to embrace double standards that make our Jesus look awful. So we're going to attack Hillary on character, but Trump's just fine. He gets a pass. Now, not everyone does this. I mean, I, and I'm picking out, like, there were some very well-reasoned, you know, I mean, the big fear is, well, what about the Supreme Court? And what about, you know, and I, okay, great. That still doesn't accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Namely, the wedding of the evangelical subculture with the conservative Republican Party. Mm -hmm. We've got to disentangle these two. Because um, if you're Mexican and you're considering being a Jesus follower and you think that the Jesus followers, the Jesus following leads you to support Trump, huh. you're, going to turn, you're going to turn away from Jesus. If, you are, um, if you're a woman and you think um, you are a woman of color, uh, and you think that, and you're considering Jesus, if you're Muslim and you're considering Jesus, I mean, uh, the wedding, and again, it may not be actually true, but it's certainly the way it's portrayed. And it's certainly the way when Trump can get up and say, hey, the evangelicals got me here, even though I didn't support it. Well, even though I didn't deserve it. Well, <laughs> that's even worse. Oh my goodness. So if you're Muslim, if you're if you're a disabled, if you're a woman, and you're sitting there considering Jesus, and you just see the wholesale embrace of Donald Trump by evangelical Christians, what are you led to believe about what Jesus is like? Right? You we have to, as a matter of gospel witness, say to the world, character matters every direction, every direction. Every single direction character matters. And I know there's no perfect candidate. And I know effing we're not freaking getting a pastor. Because pastors are still all freaking jacked up anyway. Right. So, and I'm sorry I'm using freaking so much. But my <laughs> goodness, Andy. Hey, that's a little Christianese. Can you actually let us know what that word is? No. Yes. Freaking. <laughs> freaking. So, so. I mean, I just, I just go, okay. Okay, yes, of course we're not picking a pastor. Thank you for that update. But I just want I just want to say if you're going to critique Hillary on character, you got to critique Trump too. Yep. You do. If you're going to if you're if you're going to say it's okay when pastors play politics when it's in support of conservatives, then you have to be okay with it when it's support of non-conservatives, mm -hmm. right? You just All right? Uh, all right, third. Apples and apples. Third. Trump is the lesser of two evils and that's why we need to vote for him. Okay? Now this, this is the argument that plays into the fear the most. Yeah. So imagine a Hillary government. We could have five to seven Supreme Court justices and imagine what that will do to religious liberty and abortion and gender identity and all this stuff will be pushed on us and the freaking country will turn into Europe. Well, here's how one person put it. Trump over Satan any day. Not in love with him, but a much better choice. <laughs> 
Awesome. Uh, number two, uh, as a longtime believer, my conscience would never uh, line up with voting Hillary ever. Am I thrilled about Trump? Uh, no, not my first choice. Am I relatively happy with Pence? Yes. A strong shoulder, a strong believer rubbing shoulders with Trump on a day-to-day basis? That sounds like a God thing to me. Or it could be him just pandering to win the evangelical vote and he'll never listen to the guy. Hmm. The guy who says, I never second guess my God. I never need to ask forgiveness. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that sounds like a God thing. Come on. Uh, um, <laughs> a vote for someone other than Trump or Hillary is a vote for Hillary. It's just how it works. Uh, or number three, he speaks. Trump speaks for millions of us. Just imagine a Clinton Supreme Court. America is gone forever. We'll be in Europe. Uh, or number uh, number four, you're not voting for the candidate. You're voting for the Constitution. I guess you are just too young. This is written to me. So first of all, thank mm. you. Thank you. I am too young. No question about it. I guess you were just too young to understand the very freedom you are using at this moment comes from the Constitution, without which the protection that the Founding Fathers gave this country, God-inspired ideas, by the way, will fade. I take it you just want to live in relativism. God will turn his back on us with his current path. Thanks for the short-sighted view, Mike. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> I didn't realize we were voting for the Constitution, but I appreciate that. No, no, I, in all seriousness. Um, so so the argument is, listen, it's the lesser of evils. And, and, and maybe that's true. Maybe what Hillary will introduce will be so awful that Trump is really the only viable option. The biggest atrocity is the fact that the choosing a president has come down to having to pick the lesser of two evils. Well, that's the evil. Yeah. So, so how about this is the lesser of two evils, voting or not voting? Yeah. Serious. <laughs> See, I think the lesser of two evils is either a third party candidate or abstaining or conscientiously objecting or writing in King Jesus or something. Yeah. Like writing in imaginary names, because I feel like that's all, that's the only option so, I got. So, but we'll get to, well, then that's just a vote for Hillary. Yeah. So we'll get to that comment in a second. So, so for me, um, the, if I were going to respond to Trump is the lesser of evils, um, then I, then I will fundamentally object to the two party system that has produced this. I'm not going to reinforce it by operating in the binary mode. Mm -hmm. A vote for one is a vote against the other. Support of one is, or, or, or antagonism towards one is support of the other. I mean, that was just bugging me. It's like, so to question our embrace of Trump means that we support Hillary. No, does it? Oh. No, it does it. It just means, it just means, listen, this is an unholy wedlock between evangelical Christianity and Trump that needs to be picked apart. And if it were being expressed towards another candidate, be the same thing, be the same freaking thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so for me, uh, I sit there and I go, ah, you know, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think it's the lesser of two evils, although I get why people think that way. I mean, again, the Supreme Court is the biggest argument um, hey, we got to stack that thing, and Trump has promised he'll stack it uh, in our direction. And okay, I get that. But literally every single presidential election that I can remember being aware of since Ronald Reagan has this argument's been made about every single one of them. Yeah, every single one of them has been. Well, what about the Supreme Court? What about the Supreme Court? What about the Supreme Court? And at some point, I want to opt out of the whole way of an uh, of I do I feel no need to um to grant the validity of either political party because of what they've given us in this election. And so you know which is the greater evil? 
right? To to be passionate about this, to be full of hate and disgust and whatever, um, and to demonize the other party and the other view. Or is it to simply say, listen, I can't in good conscience vote for either one. And, and for me, in terms of platform, see, see, the one counter that I hear all the time is, well, what about abortion? Uh, um, Hillary supports it. Um, out, uh, you know, out and, and loudly, and Trump opposes it. But it's interesting. Trump's only opposed it since he became a politician, right? Um, and and secondly, um, I, I think to be pro life, and we hit this in one of our podcasts, mm-hmm. means you're you're pro life the whole way through. So so um, I, I'm not only pro life when it's in the womb. I'm pro life. When it's outside of the womb and it's disabled, I'm pro-life. When it's female, I'm pro-life. When it's an illegal immigrant, I'm pro-life. When we shouldn't be executing prisoners, uh, I'm pro-life. When we shouldn't be torturing people, I'm pro-life. When war should be reserved for the most extreme last-minute circumstances and not the Iraq War. Um, I, I'm pro-life in those respects, and not and neither party does justice to the whole spectrum of life. Right. No, Neither party does justice to how we should treat the elderly. Neither party does justice for the clear and unbelievably compelling. You cannot read the Bible and come up with an argument against illegal immigration that we shouldn't treat those people with compassion. You just can't. Now, you can say it should be harder to immigrate. Uh, Great. We can have a great conversation. But what sort of policies should allow people to come into our country? Fantastic. But that they should... And that it's the responsibility of the people of God to welcome them seems so overridingly obvious to the plain reading of the Old New Testaments that I just go, well, I don't know. And this was part of the point we made in our Jesus and politics series. I don't think that either political party, should Jesus come and speak truth and grace to it, gets off scot-free. Mm-hmm. So, so, but then the, the response is, okay, well, then you're dealing with lessers of evils, right? Which mm-hmm. is the lesser evil. And for me, I just, I, I sit and I go, well... I think um, we will never, ever, ever um, get out of this political system that we're in as long as people play into that line of thinking. That, that, that it's only two choices and that's all that matters. There, there has to come a point. Some, there has to come some point when we actually just say enough. Enough. And I think there are a whole bunch of people out there who feel that way. But uh, I, I get I get the arguments I get why people why people would hear this and go dude you're so freaking naive and you're an idiot and blah 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 okay but there's a theology of voting that I ascribe to that is this I'm not responsible for the outcome of the election I'm not responsible for the electoral college calculus yeah I'm not responsible. Um, for, well, it's a pragmatic, I mean, if you don't vote for, for Trump, then it's a vote for Hillary. No, it's actually not. Uh, a buddy of mine on, on Facebook, Tim, had this great line. He said, you know, sometimes a vote is an expression of your identity. Sometimes a vote is an expression of your passion. Sometimes a vote is an expression of the stewardship of your God-given privilege to do so. And in those instances where sincere believers come to a place where they believe that the best thing is to opt out of the whole game, uh, I, I actually, I actually have sympathy. Mm-hmm. Not, not because they're not obeying the political calculus, but because what they've said is that political calculus gets us nowhere. It absolutely it gets us nowhere, and it's brought us Hillary and Trump. So, so when people say, because I, I was asked a lot, hey, who are you voting for then? 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 And I didn't answer. 
Part of that is because the God-given stewardship of my one vote is much bigger than the two-party system that is currently being offered to us. And we're never going to break out of the two-party system if we just keep operating according to its binary definitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the thing is, like, you got two candidates fighting for your vote. And it's like, it means something to say, you can't have it. Right. Right? right. I mean, it's like, to me, that, that stands for something more. Now, obviously, the media will spin it and be like, well, look at how many people came out to vote. And people will be like, well, now you got this small camp of people who are actually going to vote. And decide who the actual leader is. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, it does seem then a voice would need to be raised up for those who did not vote intentionally. Right. You know, this isn't like the 1995, like MTV rock the vote, get all the young people to vote. Whoa. You know, and it's kind of like, because look at how many people aren't voting and it looked like a passive thing. But that's what's interesting right now. This is not passive. This is not passive. It's the opposite. It's like, no, intentionally, I I cannot vote. I am conscientiously objecting to the political systems that have led us to this point. Now, the insult that comes will soon come our way is, you know, well, I mean, let me read some. <laughs> yeah. we, don't, we don't even have to speculate. Here yeah. they are. With the two-party system we have, if, you don't, if you're not going to vote for the Republican candidate, then the Democratic candidate will win, regardless of third-party effort or write-in candidate. At this point, the reality is that a no vote for Trump is a yes vote for Hillary. Do you want Hillary? Or number two, a non-vote is a vote for Hillary. Okay? Mike, you are blatantly wrong by throwing support to Hillary Clinton, which is essentially what you have done. Unless, of course, you are for homosexual marriage, destruction of Israel, and the further growth of Islam. In that case, you need to rethink your role as a pastor. (laughs) Uh, I'm struggling to understand how a vote for Hillary doesn't also compromise Christian beliefs. Do you recommend we support the greater of two evils? Not voting for Trump is a vote for Clinton. Not choosing is still a choice, rather a pro-choice in this scenario. So you still support Clinton directly or by omission. See, see, no, there's actually a third option. <laughs> and I don't just mean a third candidate. Yeah. I mean opting out of the system that led us here and saying, you know, I simply will not spend time, I will not spend energy, I will not spend any any great let them let the polarized masses choose. The kingdom of God will continue to move forth, right? And, and and I get that that could be naive. I get I get it. But I just want to, I'm trying, Andy Bear, I'm trying so hard to draw attention to the nature of the dialogue. The nature of the dialogue, and I could be dead wrong on all this. Please, I, I'm open to that, to the idea of being dead wrong. I, I just think the double standards at work undermine Christian witness, number one. And number two, for far too large a segment of the world... The narrative written to them, uh, whether it's true or not, but it's more true than not, I, I dare say, is that to be a follower of Jesus means that you are a big fan of conservative Republican politics and policies. And we just simply need to say, and we've said this so many times in so many different ways, that's not true. These need to mm-hmm. be untangled. Mm-hmm. So that can somebody love Jesus and vote Democratic? Yep, you mm-hmm. bet. Can somebody vote Je- love Jesus and vote Republican? Sure. Can somebody love Jesus and not vote? You bet. Yeah. Right? And so there is no Christian thing. And whenever the Christian establishment deems this person is God's candidate, other people, other Christians need to say, no, 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 that's just not true. Yeah. 
That's just not true. Totally. That's agree. what this is about. Yeah. It's not about well, a, 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 a vote for one is a vote against the other. Nope. It's not. It's not like that. I have massive concerns about both sides of the political calculus. But at the end of the day, the the Christian narrative isn't wed to both sides of this equation. It's wed to only one, and that's the side then that needs to be called out and at least expressed. Dear world, not dear church. Dear world, not all of us think this is okay. Yep. Right? Right. I'm not claiming to speak for uh, for the people that love Trump. They're speaking already. Yeah. I'm just wanting to say, hey, there are a few of us out there who don't agree with this, this straddling. And, and, and I had several people say, well, how do you know? Well, the, like Pew Research did a did a poll. Seventy eight percent of people are going to vote for Trump, and I actually saw a new one that said it's going to be ninety four percent of evangelicals will will support Trump in the election. Regardless of whether or not that's true, our witness to the world needs to say, um, not all of us. We're not monolithic that way, <laughs> right. right? I mean, in the same way that that um, that there are Muslims who need to be saying, listen. Um, the terrorists don't speak for us. Yes. Terrorists don't speak for us. Like there's a whole, we, the world needs to see moderate Muslims condemning the terrorist acts. Well, the world needs to see in this case, balance in the political calculus, mm-hmm. right? That it's not, that it's not just one party is the Jesus following party and one candidate is God's candidate. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of what this is about. And that's yeah. why I wasn't going after Hillary. Sure. Right, sure. and, and 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 I'm sure there's plenty of ammo for Hillary. I'm sure there is. I mean, the the whole the the email thing is interesting, and the and the uh, the the meeting with the attorney general, you know, right before the FBI director says, yeah, it was negligent and it was awful and it was this and that, but no charges, right? But you know, other people would have been charged with. I mean, okay, I got it, I got it, right? They're both crooked, great, but let's eliminate the double standards, and then let's just say wh- neither is God's candidate. Now what? Well, the, some will say you got to vote for lesser of two evils. And the lesser of two evils in this case is the Supreme Court. Yeah. And so who's going to represent us best in the Supreme Court? N- not others- voting is going to get us kicked out of the country. You know, it's, isn't, it's not treason right. to not vote. Right. Well, it's, it's your Christian obligation. But, but here's what you're saying. <laughs> but see, see the difference. And you, you made a brilliant point, Andy, and it shocked me. <laughs> um, you said prior to this, it was apathy. Mm-hmm. Now there there's an edge to our non-participation. Yeah. Right? There's an edge to it. And um there's an activism to opting out of the political system that's given us these two choices. And uh and so I I think that's really that's really an excellent point. Now uh so so oh my goodness. How 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 much time are we, Andy? Forty. Forty? Oh, Dang. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the Bible on this episode. Oh. <laughs> but it, it's so firm, though, because, like, I find when, uh, you know, whether someone is on the independent side, the Democratic side, wherever they're coming from, when a har- when they make a harsh comment towards conservatism, somehow Christians get lumped in. Like, right. it's not, we're not talking about a hypothetical possibility that if, you know, Trump draws these Christians into this particular political season. This is what it will look like. The bottom line is it already looks like this. Right. And that's something. And then what is happening now in this season is kind of just adding fuel to that entire fire. Actually, I loved what you just said, though, about like for the same reason moderate Muslims are standing up and saying like the terrorists don't speak for us. 
I mean, I I totally agree with you. On our side, I feel like this is like a different version of like political terrorism. It's like well, you know, it's, it's certainly it's, there's, certainly there's some extreme stuff, right? Yeah. The insults, the 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 bullying that's going on at uh, Trump rallies, and I get, mm-hmm. man, I get their two sides. I get it all. My point is, um, there there are the, the in any healthy movement, there have to be countering voices. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not some big time platform dude. Um, but I, I, I felt like this was worth revisiting because to me, who you individually vote for is none of my business and it's none of anyone else's business. That's, that's you. Right. But there, but there, I think the narrative about voting has been hijacked into this binary system. Yeah. And I just want to say, no, I, I, I'm all for voter fluidity. Yeah. So I'm a, okay, go ahead. I'm just saying there just needs to be more color and more like dimension to the conversation. It isn't, it's amazing that it's been turned into this polarized of a situation. I mean, it's like, it just supports outrageous oppositional thinking. It's like saying, oh, you're Christian. Oh, you're not a Christian. You must be an atheist. I mean, it's like the far that like you must be anti-theist if you believe in God. Right. If you don't believe in God, it's just to suggest there's nothing in the middle. Like is, and that, I, that, that drives me nuts. So I hope Andy, for our sake, my my social media presence's sake, for all those for whom I've lost respect or they've lost I've lost their respect. Yeah. Sake. Right. This is our last Trump. Anything. This is it. I don't know. We got how many months before we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Um. Uh, we've got stuff to cover. Like, uh, does God cause suffering? Mm-hmm. Uh, can women like? do ministry and stuff and preach and stuff in mm-hmm. church. We got part two of that coming up. We've got godless part two. on the, on the, on the hook now yeah. going, Hey man, you, your Jesus validates the whole old Testament. What's up with that? So got some work to do there. We got some good stuff. We got a great, Oh my goodness. We got a great question from a 20 year old gay man who um, went, was listening to the first several uh, podcasts we done on gay marriage and uh, had some kind rebukes uh, for us. Now, mm-hmm. notice when I'm when I'm right, it's me. When I'm wrong, it's us. Mm-hmm. So notice how that works. Um, and uh, no, no, he was very kind. And, and I actually <laughs> asked his permission to uh, to read his uh, email and then to respond to it. Yeah. And so that's coming up too. So we got lots. Yeah. And we got lots. We also got a church. Um, and, uh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, we got to talk about that at some point, just how interesting a collection of people are gathering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our attempts to scare off Christians have worked, yeah. um, quite dramatically. And, and, um, and, and there's some really interesting stories of some, yeah. um, some folks showing up. So that's, that's fun. But we have a, another podcast. It's a Vox Community Podcast, and that's on iTunes as well. If you type in Vox Community, this is still the Subversive Kingdom. What's it called? Mike Erie Podcast? Yeah, Vox, Vox and Mike Erie Podcast. Yeah. But someday mm-hmm. Andy's going to get off his brown-eyed butt and and fix our website so that everyone can figure out what's going where. <laughs> what's what. All right. So that's all I got. Andy, that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah? Any other, any last thoughts? Any, any further comments from... Uh, the resident millennial hipster in the room. Yeah, I mean, it's word to to reemphasize. It's un, in my opinion, it's unfortunate that Trump is the archetype that's getting the flack for what this is about, because mm. the issue is is the followership and 
the camaraderie that's being joined with the idea. It's not like like we said before, if it wasn't Trump, but this was happening or this was happening to Hillary's camp, we'd be making the same criticism. So it's I mean, we realize it's by we can't that the moment that we just go after demonizing one person, it, it kind of compromises like any other form that we attempt to, you know, not demonize something else. So it can't it's it's a bummer that it seems like the idea is like well, we're all about against this guy. But it's more shocking of like, how did this entire camp just jump on board? With, the, the, with this with this guy given given who the guy given is. who the guy is like that's that's the that's the thing it's like look we're look i feel like we're looking at the mob and we're right. like wtf <laughs> like it, yeah. that's what it feels like to me and it's like but you guys are you're attacking hillary's character but then you won't but then you completely blind like go blind to everything else that you would assimilate with the with those results of character on this guy so it that that's t- like you you would set that up in the beginning that's the, that's the huge double standard behind all of this yeah that i think gets the most illumination and um yep. man it's it's painful it's it's like you can see we have friends we have people attending the vox community i mean we see division caused over this issue among families that's like causing real relational battles and oh man it's something else yep it's something else yep so uh, felt like it was worth uh, the potential of creating more division in order to present to um uh, folks that are watching uh the possibility that not not all evangelical christians think this same way yeah. And I think that was worth it. Um, obviously, I wouldn't have done it. So so anyway, again, you may be like yawn, but um, it was it was interesting enough uh, to at least for me to want to spend a little little bit of a podcast trying to get at. OK, so what's the what's the deal? Um, and uh, so anyway, uh, as always, we are incredibly blessed to be a part of your life. And um we feel very privileged to do this, and our goal really is uh, to be helpful. Um, we, we've got folks listening on the uh, Eisenhower, um, uh, the USS Eisenhower, uh, the Ronald Reagan. Yes, two ships, actually. Two ships. And so um, to, to you, men and women, we say bravo and love you and, yeah. and be safe. And, um, and uh, I don't know... Um, why in the world you would spend your time listening to this? <laughs> maybe, maybe ship life is that awful. But uh, just know the the world head the the Vox World Headquarters in Brea, California. Uh, thanks you for your service and thanks you for uh, tuning in. And and really, I mean, we're the 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 community that is transcending our little church community. Um, is very interesting and mm-hmm. uh, is all over the map. So yep. uh, to all of you, thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord um, lift up his countenance to you. I almost forgot. Um, I've only said it like 800 times. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you. And these days, these days above all days, may the Lord give us peace. Bless you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Vox, the Mike Erie podcast. Be sure to like Mike on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash official Mike Erie. Follow Mike on Twitter and Periscope at Mike Erie for live interaction and ongoing Q&A. Don't forget to visit subversivekingdom.com for further engagement and information about Mike.